Bill Huff, Sosimski, Bingo, Holman, Kerchie, Pimbleton, Shirkin, Run, Senorita, Poland, Patsy, Fred Kendall, Grisbar equals baseball, Otis Hamill, Brian Havel, Smoke, Dogs, Gary Hill. <laughs> Greg Ford, Eric Colts, Hilltop Tavern, Alan Stoltz, John Brooks, David Green, Brando's the best we've seen. Sperry, Snore, Ray, Pink, Hardacre, and the Bank, Maddle, Bosley, Breakdance, False Start for Doug Shane! Thank you for joining another episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast, guys. We could do a an entire podcast just on that section of the of the Red Hill Fire song. I still and feel I think bad we for should. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know some terrible for Mr. Shank. I know sometimes the audio doesn't come through on those songs. Did you guys? You heard what section we did? Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, we heard most of it. Yeah, yes. It starts off a little rough, and we're good. About three seconds in, it starts. We can really hear it, ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's a good section there. Carrie Hill, Szymski, Bill Huff, Smoke Dogs. Wow, break dance, Battle Bosley break dance, or whatever it <laughs> says. <laughs> well, good morning. Recording this on Sunday morning, the twenty second. Uh, we've got an early recording time. This should uh, be up. Uh, as you head to work on Monday or whenever you listen, but we're glad that you listen. And don't forget all the old school Red Hill podcasts brought to you by Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, the Andrews Insurance Agency, now a division of the Burkhart Insurance Agency, People's State Bank, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Dave, you had a pizza house recently, didn't you? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, I thought you said you were, you got well, one. That'll be the next place we go for pizza, but, uh, we have not, uh, oh, nice. have not ta- haven't taken a plunge yet. All so. right. And then we were at Gray's not long ago, Dave and I, before that game and, uh, really excited, uh, about speaking of the game, um, Chip Jamerson, we're, we're, we're making plans. We're going to have some giveaways, um, for the night that we're at, at the old gym to do a podcast. Yeah, that's coming up in well from recording time three weeks from yesterday. So about two and a half weeks when you when this uh, episode comes out, we are Saturday. I believe that's February eleventh is the Saturday that weekend. So yeah, we'll be there for the JV varsity game. They and uh, be recording throughout the night with several special guests stopping by to speak with us. If you're there, stop by and say hello. Yeah, and if you're in, if you're uh, if you're in our old school window and and you and you want to, feel free. Just have a seat up there in front of us and in, in in the corner, and and uh, we'll have you on and, and talk about. Uh, we're going to talk to a lot of people about their their careers in sports and 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 you know as we do everything everything Red Hill and Bridgeport, and we have a good time with it. Um, Gary, what's up? Anything good? Well, I don't know, not too much. I'm really looking forward to our little uh, our little get together. I haven't seen you guys in a, in a while. This is a foursome, so I'm really excited about February 11th. Uh, can't wait for that. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's I gonna be- been to the. I don't think I've been to the gym since. Man, it's been maybe maybe the night Brandon Christie and oh yeah, uh, the Cole kid had the had the, the regional and yeah, I, I think that, that. So it's probably been 2001 or 2000. I'm sorry, 2003 or four since I've been back. Yeah, I think that was the had been the last time that that I, I, I was broke there. A, I broke a 13 year drought myself yeah. with Brian just recently. So yeah, and I know we've all been, but the, the the math I did, I think the last time that all four of us were in the gym at the same time would oh, have wow. been the 1993 sectional yeah, championship yeah. game. Would be the last time. Really? Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> I, wow. Yeah, I mean, and so nearly 30 year, 30 years since we've done that. 
That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's like someone born on that day is 30 years old. <laughs> I know. It, we were in three different spots that night. One was on the floor. Two were on the front row. The bleachers on the floor, and one was right up above us in the in the yeah. chair backs. But uh, yeah. we were in three different spots. But we were all there that night. King flexing with something behind his back. Mm. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think we're gonna do a pod that day. Uh, we're gonna hook up the all the stuff in the car and do a, a drive. That could either be a really good podcast, or I don't know if it'll come across on air. But the, there will be a lot of laughs during that it might be an uh, editing nightmare. Yeah, Maybe that we'll that's see. gonna be a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to that day, and uh, hopefully you can you can take time out of out of your schedules and join us. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Hey, if you're looking for Bridgeport-style pizza, there's no better place to go than Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. You know where they're at? Right there across from the Dog Pound in Bridgeport. Dine-in, delivery, drive-through. They've got it all. They're open Tuesday through Sunday, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Of course, the first Friday of every month, they are open for lunch. And the January pizza of the month is the Detroit Coney Dog Pizza. Consists of, they take the crust, add the Coney meat, onions, mozzarella, and cheddar cheese, hot dog chunks, and then topped with mustard. You got to try this one out. Call 618-945-3663. That's 945-FOOD. If you're looking for insurance, we hope that you would call the Andrews Insurance Agency at 542 Main Street in Bridgeport. Terry Andrews and Justin Shear are your independent agents and they're your professionals for all of your farm, commercial, and personal insurance needs. And they've been strong supporters of Red Hill Athletics for decades. So if you're brought down by a pack of dogs, get off your seats and on your feet and see T-Bone or Juice and give them a call at 618 945 2881 at the Andrews Insurance Agency. Let's get to today's uh, episode. And David King, what are we doing? We are going to go back uh, 31 years uh, to the week of January 20th uh, through the 26th of uh, 1992. Uh, got a lot of Carmi Invitational Tournament action to cover. Uh, we got some women's basketball, um, Red Hill. Uh, nice. Got some hoop shoot winners. I've uh, got a go spelling over. bee, <laughs> um, but a uh, good week, you know, as far as, uh, you know, as far as basketball, we're right in the, we're right in the midst of it, you know, as far, as far as the season goes. Um, and I can remember this week. I won't say like it was yesterday, but I remember this week. Well, so. Oh, <laughs> so, I, uh, a lot of the nineties gonna... are a blur to me. So this is a lot of, this is brand new. Um, I think we're going to start off with Monday the twentieth. I think Gary. I think you're taking care of that. So. All got, right, Mister Gary Emmons on Monday, which just like one minute ago I said I can't believe this has been thirty years ago. Then he says it's been thirty one years. And it just, it's, <laughs> I just it doesn't seem like it. Uh, it's uh, uh, anyway. Getting on to news, Lawrence County climbed from ninth in October to first place in November in what? Little news story to start off has nothing to do with sports. Just a little news. So we climbed from ninth in the whole state. Yes, in the entire state. Uh, hopefully not unemployment. unemployment. I'm, saying, uh, unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that's not it. But I'm that's odds. not it. Okay, good. Oil drilling. Oh, oh, wow. oh okay. Yeah. on the opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> yes, yes. So that was according to Illinois Geographical uh, Survey. Um, 
11 new wells were drilled by Marathon during that time. So we were still producing oil back then. So, you know, Bill Richardson's still looking for the Lawrence County Oilers. So I think that, you know, at least 31 years ago, we were still producing some oil, number one in the state. So that, that was good to hear. Had a little story about Sumner and the Sumner Councilman. They want a city facelift. Now, this isn't anything that they have the budget for necessarily. <laughs> they just want to do it. Yeah. This is a wish list for, for some of these uh, uh, gentlemen. The council listed the following on their wish list. I never could say that if I was saying this guy's name right. Kurt, is it Donau? D-H-O-N-A-U? A Donau, maybe? Donau? Well, Kurt, I, is it I'm not sure. Donau? Well, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I used to say Donahue, and that's not even where I don't. Well, I don't like that at all. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> like your chances on that one. Well, what, let's just go by Kurt. Kurt's wanting one or more small industries or businesses to hire 25 to 50 people to come to Sumner. That okay. Wonderful. Mayor uh, Marvin Bub Fiscus agreed that he wants more business. Rick Lentz, who was the police chief, Rick wants a CSX to repair the Walnut Street Railroad track. That, We've all been over that railroad track. Now, that doesn't seem like that shouldn't seem like something that should just be on a wish list. Like, I think yeah, that I should actually that happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George Willing is a councilman. George Willing, he's, uh, he's wanting. Um, uh, he's wanting the sides of the buildings on Main Street to be fixed up, in quotes, because they need it. Zwing also wants a new water and sewer lines. Okay. That's fair enough. But what else do you think George wants for Sumner? <laughs> okay. I don't know. What does he want for Sumner? I'm going to... Ah, a new green space with a nice uh, playground that's not just at the school. Well, you say greens. I like where you're going. He wants a municipal golf course for us for Sumner. <laughs> Well, hey, while while we're dreaming, let's just. <laughs> well, I tell you what, he got one. The part three. Came. That is true. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Right there next to. Did Red he Hill say a num- Was there an amusement park or anything on the? Nothing like that. Well, let's shoot big. I believe now, George Willing's a big fan of the podcast, isn't he? So I'm glad we're getting some uh, George Willing news on there. But uh, you're right, though. He, he he got the golf course, so. and he was he was like he loves golf, and I think he still plays golf a lot. So. And he ended up getting what he wanted there out there by Red Hill State Park. Now, how many little, how many other names do you like? You don't see a D and an H together very often in a name. Speak no, that, that's what makes it. I so don't tough. know that I've ever seen it until this name. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's D H O. Is that another? No, it's an N. I, the paper had a little spot on it. D H O N A U. Wow. Yeah. And concerning Lawrence County no- News, a little the editor mentioned, I don't don't even have recollection of this, and it's scary nonetheless, that the KKK have recently visited Lawrenceville. Oh, good. And I would think that's something at that moment <laughs> we would have thought like, holy crap, what's going on here? But, well, we got yeah. caught right in the middle of that, remember? We did? <laughs> We yeah, weren't like there. We weren't participating. We weren't. No, <laughs> we, 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 were, we were. uh We were driving around the square in Lawrenceville. Oh my! And all goodness. of a sudden, there was a KKK guy right at our window. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't have any you recollection remember? of that. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. <laughs> it just me and you were chip there. Chip, I, I mean, I, I know Chip was there for sure. I'm I, pretty sure I, I was there. I I, I hadn't thought of this for a long yeah. time, but I, I, I think I was there. there but. Probably hadn't thought about that in 31 years. You know, years that's not something you hear a lot. You remember the time we were driving around, there was a KKK guy at our window? Yeah, that's a bit concerning. <laughs> Wabash Valley College released names for their honors list. Bridgeport residents who had a 3.9 or 4.0 average were Dottie Barker, yes. Julie Floyd, Jeannie Hall, Tanya Judy, 
and Lisa Purcell. I don't recognize a lot of those names, but congratulations to those ladies for getting a 3.9 or a 4.0 down there all Bash Valley. Yeah. Another big local news, Doug Paget and Heather Brown were issued a mayor's license. Oh, right. congratulations. January of 92. Let's get on to sports now. Red Hills currently leading the NEC with a 6-1 conference record and a 14-1 overall. And that one loss was the first game of the year to Flora. Uh, Fair, go ahead. No, oh, I thought someone was going to say something. Fairfield's also six and one. On Friday night, the Salukis uh, took the long trip to Salem, all the now, way over to Salem, and they ended that Salem jinx, which Red Hills had a tough time playing over there uh, in Salem over the years. One for the first time since the eighty six eighty seven season in, in at Salem. Riddle took the 61-50 win and extended the 14-game winning streak, which is now a school record. Red Hill won the game at the free throw line, hitting 14 of 16 in the fourth quarter alone. Was that a Saturday night game or Friday night game? I think that was the Saturday. Well, yeah, I think no, it was Friday. The Saturday night yeah. game is the February game. Yeah, okay, so. okay. I was going to say, typically, yeah, it's that back-to-back. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, I remember. I do remember that night even more clearly than I remember the KKK coming up to our car. I mean, I mean, I remember that's the night that I took Pedro's um, uh, coat and hung it up at the top of BE oh, Gum Gymnasium on the on the windows. I mean, he it was really that mad, far. didn't he? Oh yeah, there's like a you know like a little crank that you can open the window. I yeah. hung it up on the crank. It's like 15 rows up. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, man. But yeah, that was oh. clearly at Salem in 1992. So I know yeah, that was yeah. the night. Oh, he was livid. <laughs> yes. Just because like something in that jacket he didn't want us to know about. Did he know? Like, was he mad mostly because you because he didn't know you took it, or just that you hung it up there? The whole thing. I like, didn't know where his coat was. Uh, okay. So yeah. you, you you have that kind of like that part where you can't find your coat. And you're not sure where it's at, and then the fact that I had done something to it. So yeah. Just to, he was in the right. I mean, I was in the wrong. He was in the right. I'm not defending myself. I think everybody was in the right. Funny little joke. <laughs> well, Rob Waller was 11 of 12 from the line himself, and uh, except Red Hill hit 14 to 16 in the fourth quarter. Red Hill led nine to eight after one, 26 to 17 after two, then just 36 to 33 after three. Uh, but outscored Salem 25 to 17 in the fourth quarter. Waller was scoreless in the first three quarters, but it ended with 11 points. All of his points came in the fourth quarter, which were important. Senior Matt McCullough led the way. He had uh, 18 points. Junior D. Holloway scored 17 on 7 of 10 from the field. Ryan Havel, 7. Eric Mosby, 4. Bobby Stevens had 3. Alvin Stoltz scored 2. Red Hill took the JV game 43-42. to 42. I don't know. I'm sure Justin Shear probably had 25 of those 43, maybe. I'm not mm-hmm. real sure, but probably close. In girls' action, Aaron Bradham pumped in 22 points as the Lady Salukis edged Mount Carmel 45 to 43. This game was also one of the charity strike for Steve Cunningham Salukis, is that we made 19 of 25 free throws in this game. Tracy Gray added 12 points and was a perfect seven of seven at the line. Dina Hayes scored four. Tammy Hardesty five. Don Thacker two to round out the scoring, and Red Hill improved a, a three and one in conference play. So good, good showing for the Lady Saluki, seven and eight overall. Now, Dave, I'm not sure what you have, but I also have Elks hoop shoot news here. Okay, so I hope I'm not stepping on any toes right. here. Go ahead, let's, let's step away. Marsville, uh, the high school gym hosted the hoop shoot, ages twelve to thirteen. Our own Jamie Stevens, Bobby Stevens' little brother, finished second in his age group. 
He and Jason Goff of Jason Goff of Lawrenceville uh, both made 19 of 25, but then Jamie lost in the shootout. In the ages 10 to 11, Travis Stoltine was first place, hitting 19 of 25. And Tommy Cunningham uh, made uh, 18 of 25, but he finished third. He lost in the shootout. So a couple of Red Hill boys, number one and number three. In ages eight and nine, Ryan Dowdy and Ian Putney finished second and third place. In the girls' division, the lone Red Hill winner was, guess who? Um, I got to say it's a Cunningham. You're it had to be right. Melinda at that at that age. Yeah. It's it's Melinda. First place. But look at thirteen. I, I just pulled this paper up to kind of follow along. <laughs> Melinda got first place at twenty three of twenty five. Third place, Laura Kaysinger from Saint for Saint Francisville was two of twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I was just going to make mention that uh, in the eight nine division, I was going to say how many she made. But congrats to Jennifer McLean; she finished third. So good job, Jennifer, finishing third place there. Yeah, she and, made. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just say your coverage is way better than mine because I just had a picture of her. Oh, okay. Results, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Melinda is a 12 or 13 year old, uh, 23 or 25. That's pretty good. Well, it did better than any of the boys. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty <laughs> nice, nice showing for Melinda as a 12, 12, 13 year old. But looked like that kind of rounded out my news for that first Monday. A lot of sports news, a lot of good news that day. And uh, got a, that rounds out Monday the 20th. I've got a good story uh, about a hoop shoot. When we lived in Batesville a few years ago, Olivia was in, she was probably in the third or fourth grade at the time. We went down to, I think it was down at Lawrenceburg, went down for the, she had she had won the local um, contest. We go down to Lawrenceburg for the regional contest or whatever. She's shooting her free throws. And on about number, I don't know, maybe nine, nine or ten, and she had, she, I think she was like six of ten, maybe something in that range. The fire alarm starts going off. Yeah, I mean, wah, 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 in this gymnasium, and, and so people, you know, which shouldn't happen, but we all do it. We all look around like, should we take this seriously? People start filing out. The alarm is going off. They have her keep shooting. She finished her shooting while the fire alarm was blasting and people were filing out. And so after the thing, I mean, and I, I didn't act like an idiot. I kept my cool and I went up to them. I'm like, is that going to count? And I get that, it. That's the way it stood. And I mean, well, I, I guess. you know, I'm not going to throw a fit at the hoop shoot, but I'm like, <laughs> this is really odd. And, but yeah. Oh, that's, that's ridiculous. That, that's where it finished. I, yeah. How does she do? Um, I, with the, with the alarm not fantastic, <laughs> quite frankly. Distract, distract. But I, I feel like she only ended up losing by three or four, you know. Um, and but yeah, it was the weirdest, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I don't have much recollection of the hoop shoot. I must know, but you know, happened to shoot our original, of course, the shot oh. at Seed School. I know we've talked about this. Yeah, before, <laughs> yeah. outside. On, one goal was probably nine, nine and a half feet. One was probably a little bit over nine, uh, a little bit over nine. But outside, yeah, who knows what the ball elements, were, you know, elements weather. So that, but that's how. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, did that mean the best shooters would have gotten out, or maybe yeah. some people? I don't know. Those that know how to play the wind at the seat school. I mean, it was yeah. definitely an advantage to them. Shockingly, um, oh, I have another hoop shoot story. One one Saturday morning, I had stayed all night with height, and. Sherry, I don't know, come down for breakfast, whatever. Sherry had either seen, probably, I'm guessing probably heard on Waco. The hoop shoot was that day at Lawrenceville. 
So she makes us like, come on, we can need to go. <laughs> like, I feel like even it's at the time, like, like I feel like I should have known something about this, but okay. So we go, <laughs> we go down on the floor. Like we're down on the floor at Lawrenceville High School. You know, people are lining up, age divisions, lining up at the separate hoops. We're standing there in line, and Brad Trickett kind of hits us both on the shoulders. Like, what are you guys doing here? Like, well, I don't wear the hoop shoes. Like, so this was like the regional competition. Like, you were, you had to qualify. Oh, so Sherry thought you guys were there to, she was taking you guys to shoot that morning. Oh, yeah. We were in I line. I a big fan. Like, hey, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're in line to shoot, and we get told that, that you had to qualify to get there and that we didn't qualify to get there. So we had to do the walk of shame off the uh, off the court stick around and watch Brad, no, i don't think so I, I i don't I, we were both just beyond embarrassed so how are you not in it to begin with i don't even know if i i mean i'm sure i'm we i remember lining up outside at seed school one time i don't even know if i knew what that was for i don't i think we only shot five to start this <laughs> It wasn't me. I know my dad, my dad coordinated that. Oh, sure. um, he eventually, because I know I went and helped out one year with the prelims, the seed school prelims. It may have been like 92. It may have been that year after I graduated high school. And uh, we did it in the Red Hill High School gym, like after school one day. So eventually, yeah. I'm glad they finally made the move. But yeah, for years, right out there on the playground. I'd say someone's kid didn't do so well outside and they... Yeah, like Brian, though, they may have complained. <laughs> yeah, I, qual- I qualified. I was in third grade. Oh, Kyle, out of Washington. It, it was a, it was out. We shot outdoor at Washington, and then advanced <laughs> to the high school. I think it was a Saturday morning, and I, I, I don't know. I had like seven out of ten or something like that. But unfortunately, Damn. I ran into the wow. juggernaut named Matt McCullough. Yeah. <laughs> well, Petty and Sumner definitely have the advantage with the indoor gyms. I mean, yeah, so Washington and Seed were at a disadvantage in the yeah. prelims. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah. The move on to uh, Tuesday, January twenty first. Uh, a light news day uh, with some good sports coverage. Um, some highlights from the front page: uh, Lawrenceville's Melanie Roush was the Miss Lawrence County Fair Queen the uh, the summer before, so summer of ninety one. Uh, she competed in the uh, Miss Illinois County Fair pageant over the weekend. Uh, she did not place, uh, but Misty Ferguson of Olney, uh, who some will remember from her basketball days over there, oh, uh, yeah. took the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> took I the, forgot uh, the Fergusons <laughs> moved to Olney. Yeah, Melissa was in my class. Took the uh, state. Took the state title. Um, I, I found the uh, article funny because you know they, they listed you know different you know different girls that were in it. Uh, one of the last paragraphs of it said the two-day competition included excitement and misfortune for candidates. Um, some Ooh. girl from Pyatt County burned her neck with a curling iron, <laughs> sprayed hairspray on her skirt, and tripped down some stairs. Oh my Jeez. god! Wow, the <laughs> same that that, that ha- all happened to the same girl. Yeah, that's what it says, <laughs> and it was in the paper. Yeah, it was in the paper. So. <laughs> yeah, there was. I was. Going to Alney Central College with uh, Misty Ferguson during this school year. So that was a huge story around the hallways of OCC when um, Ferguson brought home the title. Wow. That poor girl. Yeah, Not Misty uh, Ferguson. Sorry to, move away from, <laughs> sorry to move away from the Piatt County girl. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I found, I don't know. <laughs> It, it seems weird looking back at these old papers. And again, this is right, right in my wheelhouse. It, all the ads for 
cars and trucks, like brand new, a brand new Chevy S10 pickup truck. How much do you think that went for in January of 1992? Well, I know what a 91 Chevy Lumina went for, <laughs> not to spoil some of my report. <laughs> so if a, if a Lumina is 10,888, what kind of truck did you say? A Chevy S10. Okay. An L, an, an L pickup. Okay. I, like in quotations, oh. EL. Oh, the eight. So it's like the luxury. <laughs> extra, <laughs> extra luxurious, I think. That's what that stands for. I got 70, f- $7,777. Oh, wow. Seems, seems like Brent, a great deal. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going way higher than that. I mean, I bought a my 86 Cutlass purchased in fall of 90 was was 5,000. Just think if you bought like bought a like a bunch of cars like that long ago, put them in the a garage and didn't touch them. What that would be worth, like it's got 8 miles on it right now in 2023. Like what could you sell that for, I wonder? Probably more than 7. If you did the model would be, I guess. If you didn't, that'd be a terrible investment. <laughs> looking at this uh looking at the Chevy S10 uh, listing i don't think that'd be worth too much today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there I, I not a lot of bells and whistles i'm guessing on the no, s2 no although it is extra luxury luxurious <laughs> you want all the amenities of a big time bank with a local touch no better place than people state bank sumner bridgeport st francisville and lawrenceville are your convenient locations they've got financial accounts and assistance for personal business agricultural trust services and retirement accounts at people state banks your local bank that supports red hill sports and other activities as well as 4-h projects and many many other local organizations remember four convenient locations sumner bridgeport st francisville and lawrenceville people's state bank you know, for many, many years, the most popular place around has been Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. They're at 955 East State Street, of course. Dine in, carry out, you name it. If you do want to carry it out, call 618-945-9501 and you can pick it up at the window. But better yet, go in, sit down, have a drink. You'll see some friends, I guarantee it. Hand-cut steaks, tenderloins famous catfish dinners and of course those great cheeseburgers check out the facebook page they got a calendar up every month of all their lunch specials i see taco salad bacon cheeseburgers beef manhattans all kinds of great items do yourself a favor let the gray family cook for your family today but uh, back to uh, back to sports. Uh, as Gary mentioned, we got a picture of the uh, the girls uh, hoop shoot uh, winners on there with uh, Melinda Cunningham. Um, that girl from St. Francisville in there that poured in three. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to pick out the the, uh, the Red Hill participants in here. Uh, we got Dana Matt Dana Madden, who I don't recognize the name. Don't Jennifer she... Jennifer McLean's definitely Red Hill. Yep. Abby Alsman is definitely Lawrenceville. Uh, Jeanette Gartner, I'm guessing, is Lawrenceville. Yeah, yeah. Echo Hensley. She's Red, Red Hill. Hill. Okay. Christy Ray, Lawrenceville. Melinda, obviously, Red Hill. Leslie Agler, I think, is Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville, Lawrenceville yeah. yeah. And, and then Laura Kate, and then Laura K. Singer. <laughs> so. 
but anyway, back to the Carmi tournament. Um, we the Red Red Hill um, after their win at Salem over the weekend uh, opens up their uh, opens up their uh, game first game in the Carmi tournament on Monday and knocked off El Dorado for their fifteenth straight win, which is a school record at the time. We keep building on that now. But uh, they knocked off uh, the Eagles, uh, eighty-one to fifty-eight, and the Red Hill advanced to the Carmi, the CIT's championship round for the first time. Championship round basically being the semifinals. Mm-hmm. But uh, after the first quarter, uh, they were down. Uh, but then Kendall said they decided to play defense in the second quarter and pretty w- and pretty much ran away with the game. What was the score? Do you have the score after the first quarter? I'm looking for that right now. That's uh. You know, oh, did, four, they were down uh no that's a red hill you, you think about the carmi tournament you know it, we always talk about the long trip to salem that trip to carmi wasn't a, a walk in the park and no you know, single no. week to go down there three times or whatever and you know that was uh and it was always fun for us as fans going down there i remember yeah. as a player yeah, that's a there, brutal yeah. i mean that's a brutal schedule though for a tournament yeah. Yeah, that was a, a pretty long week because it, it wrapped up that, you know, it was the whole tournament was over from Monday through. And again, uh, as we've Saturday. talked, you know, the, the long drive to Salem, that's a simple drive. Carmi yeah. is a much <laughs> right. more difficult drive. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like they have the actual box score. But uh, El Dorado led 18 to 15 at the, after the first okay. quarter. And then Red Hill took control and at halftime led 35 to 24 and then cruised to an 81 to 58 victory. Um, 85 points. Matt McCullough um, continued his dominance from three-point range that season. Uh, ripped four three-pointers and uh, totaled a game-high 22 points. Uh, D. Holloway and Rob Waller scored 15 and 13 points, respectively. Uh, Bobby Stevens and Brian Havel added nine points each. Uh, Kendall uh, was quoted, said that we got down by six in the first quarter but decided to play some defense and held them to six points in the second quarter. Decided to play some defense. (laughs) (laughs) After we, after we got up on them at halftime, it was all over. Um, Kendall also said he does not believe his team is feeling any pressure as the unbeaten streak increases. Um, I think they had some pressure trying to beat the school record 12 straight wins uh, that was set by the 1989 team. But now that they passed that, I don't think it bothers them. They just go about their business. Yeah. Hey, I just saw an ad here in this paper of Lofton and Sons heating and air in Bridgeport. I just brought back a memory of us, and I'm sure you were there, Chip. It was the summertime. I don't know if our air conditioning oh, yeah, was. And you could see Jerry. Oh, I was definitely there. <laughs> see Jerry Lofton walking in with his bag of tools and stepping over. He tripped over our fan wire. That's the yeah. thing I remember on that. Time. Yeah, the cord was right there across, right as you went in the well, hallway. The cord the, stretched across. If the air conditioner wasn't working, we needed that fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were. I mean, I know Gary remembers. You remember what we were watching that afternoon? Is wow. we were watching the uh, uh, the nineteen eighty four NBA draft. Akeem Olajuwon, oh. Michael oh. Jordan. That's what we were watching during that. During the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, back <laughs> on, when the draft. Week, on a weekday probably. Yeah, for those kid, for the kids out there, the draft used to come on like at noon. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> anyway, okay. There's a oh, yeah. free ad oh, for yeah, Lofton's Heating and Air. Lofton and Sons <laughs> Heating and Air. But uh, back to the Carmite tournament, uh, other results. Uh, Fair, number one seed Fairfield knocked off Wayne City 74 to 25. I'm sure colleague Gwaltney uh, went wild in that game. Um, 
North, uh, North City uh, beat Mount Carmel 60 to 54. Carmi knocked off uh, Grayville 54 to 22. So the for the championship round, we got Fairfield playing North uh, North City on Friday evening at six thirty, and then Red Hill and Carmi will square off at eight p.m. on Friday with the then the the consolation championship and the championship on Saturday evening. Um, the Lady Salukis also uh, also played on uh, Monday night. Gary, you talked about uh, how they hit their free throws really well um, on on the game you covered. Unfortunately, it was just the opposite on this night for them, as they had managed to just hit three out of 14 at the strike. Oh, no. Including one for 11 in the fourth quarter. Whoa. Uh, and dropped a 41 to 40 decision to yeah, the visiting gosh. Albany Lady Tigers. Um, that's, uh, Coach Steve that's Cunningham was quoted as this one was hard to take. I bet. Um, we shot free throw. We shot free throws so well Saturday night, and then we're terrible tonight. I thought we played them pretty well defensively, and Dina Hayes had a real good game for us. We just couldn't hold a seven-point lead late when we missed the free throws. You just can't do that. No. That's That pretty well sums it up right there. Um, I mean, if you're shooting free throws like that girl from St. Francisville, it's, it's tough to win. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Aaron Bradham had 16 points to lead the way, um, score, scoring-wise, and Tracy Gray chipped in 10. Um, the... Uh, Red Hills Junior Varsity fell to three and nine after a forty-eight to thirty-one defeat. Uh, Mandy Deckard scored twelve points for Red Hill. Amy Wells added seven. Don Thacker five. Jackie Shager, Angie Shelton, and Lori Coltis two each, and Amber Thacker with one. Uh, let's see, sports-wise, that pretty well pretty well covers it. Said a light news day. Go right through here, make sure I'm not missing anything. I think that covers it. Okay. For Tuesday. So on to Wednesday. And All right. That's chip, I think. I, think I do have the Wednesday chip. paper here right in front of me. So not a lot like Dave was saying, not a lot of news, but there is a lot of sports. So let me just briefly cover some news. The St. Francisville Bridge is getting some funding. The city council is donating $1,000 for improvements to the, the bridge in St. Francisville. Um, the one lane bridge across the Wabash River. I will say, I may be the only person here that can say it, but I'll find out. I've never been across that bridge. Really? Um, I never want to, I don't think. <laughs> I watched a video on the Ivers uh, Facebook or a YouTube channel um, a couple I years never, ago. I would never do that. <laughs> And I, I don't like it. I don't like driving across that my car or truck even, but uh, definitely. I, when I was a little kid, there. my dad would take us across there, and I remember being absolutely terrified. Well, I know because he was probably talking about it was going to fall. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he had us, he had us convinced that there was no way we we're making it across. So, um, yeah, but they're getting improvements, and it's still. I don't know if I want to say going strong, but I guess going yeah, strong. Well, like, I, mean, I think actually up. at this point, I don't think it was open. I think that story okay. could be running today, right? I mean, I feel yeah, like I that, it, it yeah. had been it had been open like in the early to mid eighties, and then had shut down. Okay, so like years. that's probably a lot. So like and during then, my, I, I get my driver's license in yeah. eighty nine. So during yeah. like my heyday of driving in the county, it wasn't open. Is what then you're telling? It, it was probably it a big reason why it reopened in ninety five, ninety six. 
because so, somewhere well, somewhere there and it's still that makes now, sense so, yeah. so yeah. david for a guy that who lives a few miles south of bridgeport does going that way to vincent's would that help you if you wanted to go that way where i'm at not really it's about yeah. a wash uh okay. you, it's it's shorter mileage wise Depending on where you're going in Vincennes, it's shorter mileage wise. But you got to drive um, like five miles an hour. I was gonna say, but <laughs> on those, on those going across the bridge, you got to drive slow, and you got to get, you know. So it, now, if you're in St. Francisville or closer to down there, then yeah, yeah. I but, just remember uh, the absolute terror that I had going yeah. across that bridge. I feel I'm, like when I was playing a lot of slow pitch softball after I graduated, I feel like I had a tournament and. One or the other, and that's how we yeah. went to the you know because then because we were in going to St. Yeah. Francisville or leaving St. Francisville, so it made well, a lot of sense. I remember just I don't know. It, I'm sure it's been longer than what I think, but maybe ten years ago, for some reason, I drove across that bridge, and there was like somebody in a toll booth, like took a oh, dollar yeah. from me. Oh, yeah. Like what a <laughs> what a job that must be! Like how often that it also cost you two bucks to go cross it each way so um maybe it was more expensive than i thought uh, anyway careful. i thought what a job that must be to sit there <laughs> you guys have a lot of experience so i'm definitely the only one that's never been across that bridge you guys have a lot of maybe experience. we'll add that to our drive around I'm, podcast we'll take we, need to, we need to take we need to take care of this. I'll be like Marvin <laughs> scaring the living crap out of Chip driving across. It. Also, maybe this was a heavy news day. <laughs> um, <laughs> the um Class of 82, one of my favorite classes at Red Hill High School is uh, they're gathering information, getting addresses. They're going to have our 10-year reunion this summer. So if you um, if you know any of these uh, graduates, because they're 31st, we know their 31st reunion. Hopefully they had a 30th one last summer. Um, Susie Fox Seed at 943-6326. You can give her a call. Or Del- Dolores Ferguson Weiss. At 936-2270, um, if you know any um, information on some of the graduates, like Berkeley or Chuck or any of those um, 82 graduates. It was hard back in those, I mean, back Gator, then with no internet. Pots. Yeah, you just um, threw something in the paper and hoped yeah. at that point. So, yeah, well, I may have to... Sure, if we ever do the summer of '92, we'll get some information on this. Well, Dave, do you? Does your family? Do you still have your landline number? Do you my mom and dad. Up? My mom they and still... dad do, but it it's terrible. It had doesn't work at the time. So I don't. Oh, wow. I don't. I don't. Know oh, really? Yeah. What if, was they, the... if we get a storm, if like a lot of rain and like rain gets like in the junction box or whatever, it just takes it out. Was yeah. Dave? I'm going to take a stab at this here. I don't know. That is it. Not was it nine five three two. Nine five seven three. Nine five seven yeah. three. Yeah. Nine five seven three. <laughs> All right, and then a uh, uh, birth in Red Hill. Uh, congratulations to Tom and Tammy Parrot. Oh, P E R R O T T. Not not P A. Uh, right. Uh, Tyler. Tyler was born uh, back at his on January 21st. So oh, okay. they would get these things in the paper Man, quick back yeah. then. So what, this what, was the day after. What Tyler um, weigh in at? Tyler weighed in at seven pounds, nine ounces, uh, 20 and a quarter inches long. And he has three sisters, Kylie, Andrea, and Brittany, and his grandparents, of course, Mr. and Mrs. Tom Parrott of Sumner and Mr. and Mrs. Melvin Yarber of Lawrenceville. So congratulations. Um, yeah. So, and happy 31st birthday yesterday to 
Tyler Perry. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the beauty of this show. Yes. <laughs> you, you announced the birth and the turning of 31 in the same sentence. Yeah. Mark, mark this time down, Brian. I, 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 okay, we we took a break here. We've got some breaking news. We we on this in this parent. There was birth. a little controversy over <laughs> this Tyler parent. Um, now it is Tyler T Y L O R. There was some controversy. We had to do a little research, and we're back. Um, <laughs> what do you want me to go over? What we yeah, go ahead. Here? Yeah, recap us. Well, okay, things are so, go, things are moving fast here. It, we, well, it's we Taylor Parrot, number one. <laughs> right, we couldn't think of a Tyler Parrot with an O-R. It That's... looks like this is a misprint by the Daily Record. It's Taylor Parrot, um, who just celebrated a birthday yesterday. So I think we've got it all figured out now. But yeah, they actually wrote Ty- and they wrote it twice. But yeah, when you're getting this news the day after the kid was born, there's no like, yeah, yeah. time for you. It was probably written sloppy or something no like proof that. No <laughs> Yeah, so... Uh, so let's move on to sports then. <laughs> I the thought C-I- T-Y-L-O-R was a weird way to spell Tyler. <laughs> um, CIT, of course, is going strong. Red Hill doesn't play again until Friday, being in that winner's bracket. But there is games going on. Tad Ackerman at Mount Carmel set the record with uh, the single game record with 48 points wow. uh, in that game uh, for the Golden Aces on Tuesday night. But let's get to Red Hill sports. I didn't really like the headline in the story for the Red Hill Salukis girls basketball. We lost to Salem um, 65. It was a home game. So it wasn't a road trip. 65 to 59. We lost to Salem. But the headline here, I don't know if Joe Jones writes his own headlines or not, but it's uh, Salem drills the Lady Salukis. So I think drills is a little extreme. And it's not because they say drill, right? It's because what the score was. Right. It it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, if they got beat by thirty, I'm fine with drills being in there. But, As we know, uh, yeah. some some not everybody is nowadays. No, so lost by six to a good Salem squad. Uh, teams doing a good job. I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever watched this team play that season that I remember, and I kind of regret that. Um, Tammy Hardesty poured in sixteen. I got to think that's one of her career high games. So the the uh, girls have played back to back games in the middle of the week, right? Dave reported on a game yeah, too. It was my yeah, my game was yeah. Monday. Monday so they so. went Monday, Tuesday yeah. here. Yeah. Um so uh and, and Hardesty fouled out that night. So you can imagine if she hadn't fouled out and been in foul trouble throughout the night, that might be a you know, a twenty plus. I was point say, yeah, she still had sixteen. Um, it's basically the back to back game with the second game being a road trip to Salem that yeah, yeah, was, so be, po- was so right, popular yeah. during our game. Yes. <laughs> um just during the weekend, not on the weekend. And then Red Hill won the JV game, 49-43. JV up their record of 4-9. and nine. And then our varsity team is 7-10 and 10 and 3-3 three and three in the NEC. Uh, so also in that varsity game, Hart, so I said Hardesty 16. Deanne Thacker with 9. Tracy Gray with 15. Aaron Bradham with 8. Jackie Sager with 2. Don Thacker, 7. Dina Hayes, uh, played but did not score. Amy Wells had two, both from the charity stripe, and Mandy Deckard played but did not score. So, um, what yeah. were we from the free throw line in this game? From the free throw line that game, I can get that for you. We were 19 to 27, around 67 yeah. percent in there. Um, so not bad from the line. So, um, 
Yep. Uh, in other news, the Red Hill Junior High Boys seventh grade team moved to fifteen and zero. Ooh. So this wow. would have been the guys that have been the class of ninety seven. We know they would go on to win a regional mm-hmm. title. Um, I watched them play one time that year. I think it was because that you know the buzz that they were undefeated. So I remember I you know drove over to Red Hill Junior High and watched the game. It may have been this night. Who knows? Um, Probably was because. I know the night I went there, like Ben Beard was like unconscious and he had 21 that night. So very well could have been the game I was at. So um, yeah, Beard had 21. He would end up uh, transferring to Alney, but then Brandon Tully, 10, Jared Bryan, nine, Matt Brashear, five and Billy Gray, four. So uh, seventh grade teams undefeated five and zero in the NEC conference and 15 and zero overall. And then the eighth grade team, um, I be- let's see. They, uh eighth grade team won also 68 to 53 so that's putting up 68 points in junior high games pretty pretty impressive and ryan walter played them with 18 and jason watson was 16 jeremy marinholtz 14 jed wilson nine kyle walter four nick grove three nick grove on the all-time great seed school players with three yeah, he's on the he's on there yeah on the <laughs> and jc davis and brad abel each scored a bucket that night and the eighth grade team not having his biggest season there, seven and nine on the year. Um, so as I said, the the Salukis, the boys basketball team is off that night. And not a whole lot of news going on in Sumner, but I got a little bit. Inez Fisher puts her column in the paper, which is always fun to read. Dwayne Scott visited his parents several times during the week, as well as just visited on people that um, shut-ins that week. So thank you to Dwayne for calling on people. Yeah. And then... Ines Fisher, the author of this, probably her biggest news was she did attend the HEA board meeting in Lawrenceville on Monday afternoon. HEA, right? Yes. The HEA. What's the... Do we know it? HEA. HEA. The Education Association, the Environmental Association. Uh, I'm thinking education. What's the H them for, though? That's a good question. The health, health and education, education health and education association that's yes so. <laughs> thanks I for honesty <laughs> i believe that's all i have let me take one more quick trip through the paper but i believe that's all i have for wednesday january 22nd hey, hey real quick before we move on to the next one i don't know if we're gonna play some music at, at some point too but yeah i need to i've forgotten all about I, and, and on my day i had forgotten all about pop's pizza they had an ad ad in the paper. Yeah, that's I did too. I, I can't even place where it's at, but I'd forgotten all about Pops. Pops yeah. Oh, wasn't that Jake Lewis's on down on Main Street? Oh yeah. Well, no, I think this was actually in Lawrenceville. Oh, okay. this was on State Street. Yeah, I don't so know. State Street. Mm. We didn't have a State Street in Bridgeport, right? Well, well hold on. Yeah, yeah I mean, they the, call, that's the that's, that's the that's main. Yeah, went by the laundromat and all the. Yeah, but I don't remember a pizza place being. There. I wonder, was it maybe on the corner? I couldn't place, but, but when I first saw, I Pop's think Pop's Pizza, pizza was think. Jake Lewis's. I feel like that's yeah, what so that it was probably called. Just been short lived for a few years, but I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, Pops. Huh. Well, real, yeah. Pop well, real quick, we haven't talked about any of the music um, from the week. I'll just kind of. I didn't do a lot of music this week, but um, the top ten looks like this. Uh, Right Said Fred at I'm Too Sexy, number 10 this week in 1992. Number 9, Mysterious Ways by U2. And then this song is number 8. And I remember the exact moment I heard this song for the first time. I'm driving back to Idaho. I was in the Air Force. 
late night. Daphne and I are in the car. This song comes on, and you knew at that moment that something was different in in uh, in music. That and I remember the moment it happened. What an album. It was different for sure. I mean, that whole movement changed it all. Number seven, I Love Your Smile by Shanice. If I heard it, I might know it. Um, number six, Diamonds and Pearls by Prince and the yeah, I was MPG. A fan of that. I was a Prince fan back in the early 90s. Well, so, I was for a Prince fan for a long time. But. Somebody remind me. We'll go back and do the top five here in a minute. Okay. Um, Chip, said it? Yeah, that's all I have for Wednesday. All right, on Thursday, that is January 23rd, 1992. Daily record cost you a quarter at the time. Um, talk about first the spelling bee. It's down at the very bottom of the page, and and I'm going to I'm going to kind of refer to the newspaper and read a little bit. I don't like to just read, but this is uh this is intriguing, especially for a for a spelling bee. A dramatic drawn, this is written by Ray Cronin, by the way, for the Daily Record, staff writer. A dramatic drawn out struggle between eventual winner Thomas Buchanan and runner up Jamie Taylor enthralled the audience at the Sumner Redhill Junior High Spelling Bee. A field of 53 students started the competition Wednesday afternoon. The 10 finalists were determined in the sixth round. They will compete in the Lawrence County Spelling Bee February 20th at Parkview. B coordinator Brenda Frohawk, these two could go on and on, she said, of, of, uh, of Buchanan and Taylor, an eighth grade student. They went through nine straight difficult words right after both missed on efficiency. Anybody want to take a crack at efficiency in 2023? Dave? F-F-I-C-I-N-C-Y. Gary, you're right there on the spot. So Frohawk <laughs> with Karen Hickson and Sondra Schaefer, judges of the Scholastic Quiz, went off the list items, those not among the 500 words. After a miss by each, which neither could capitalize on, Taylor gave an incorrect spelling of acquaintance. Anybody want to try that one? B-C-A-T. What'd you say? A-C-A-T. What'd you start that with, Gary? You said acquaintance, right? Yeah. A-C. Okay, I thought you said E. I did too, though. <laughs> A-C-Q-U. Okay. A-I-N-T. All right. Here's where it gets tough, guys. This is it. I mean, the next letter's A-N-C. crucial. A-N-C. Gary, on the spot. You could have won the spelling again. Start with an E. Give me a break. So, Tom, well, it did sound like, I mean, I couldn't believe you made that mistake, but that's what it sounded like. So, Thomas Buchanan, Jamie Taylor, they're going at it. Uh, the winner then gave the correct spelling and spelled forfeit properly for the B title. Buchanan won $50 savings bond, and for her efforts, Jamie Taylor collected $10. <laughs> they will uh, go to the park view, blah, blah, blah. I really so my, enjoyed was, was mine just 25 Yeah, I think yours was just, yeah. So <laughs> I've already doubled it. But I mean, can we not, six thro- years. Can we not throw the runner up a 20 spot? I mean... <laughs> I just love to hand out cash for this. I think I think it's great. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It was a savings bond for the yeah. winner 
but it just says a ten dollar price. So seconds cash. I'd rather have so second place. <laughs> I mean, you got to wait fifteen years to collect that fifty. <laughs> Other qualifiers for the team are Kelly Monaker. Is it Moniker? Uh, Jana McNeil, yeah. Danielle Monaker, Shreve, sure, yeah. Chris Williams, Jim Bob McGee qualified. Charlie Worstel, Michelle Hauk, and Tina Campbell. Jennifer Boren was the alternate. So there you go. They had to go off the list, which I got to think Chip is a spelling bee veteran. That's rare, yes. right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, no. Because <laughs> usually your people that are at the top, they pretty much know every word that you were given. You give them 500 words. They pretty much memorize those. So eventually you got to go off the list. Okay. I believe. All right. I, say, I know Free- David Freeman and Rob Waller had some battles, but I can't remember if they went off the list or not. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure that. Oh, you're Matt going off Shearer. the list with Freeman. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Matt that Matt Shearer was reported on. He went back and they went back and forth like thirty. Oh yeah, that was crazy. That was a great story. Um, the headline over on that little column where they kind of give you give you uh-huh. the little the in brief. There you go. Uh, two <laughs> Iowa casino boat captains have been suspended. Now the 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 uh, headline was two quote unquote busted. They've been suspended for having pictures taken with a topless visitor in the boat's wheelhouse. U.S. Coast Guard said they're not taking their jobs seriously. So, can't be doing. Can't be I'd doing. Argue, but why is, it, why yeah. is the why is the Coast Guard commenting on the well, on a riverboat? It happened on the open water. That was technically a boat at that time. They're probably still sailing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were yeah. sailing. Um, <laughs> We already talked about the price of a 91 Chevy Lumina, so we'll skip past that. Patriot Motors really advertising in this uh, in this paper. Um, Seed School, they're going to pass out some hardware for, uh, for grades and attendance. High honors, Dustin Andrews, Tom Cunningham, Ryan Davis, Chris Tate, Jessica Tussey, and Frankie Worth. Congratulations. Third graders, Barry Buchanan, Elizabeth Buchanan, Ryan Cox, Scotty Evans comes in there with some good grades. Paul Hendricks, Courtney Legg, Stevie Paddock, and Wiley Strange. So this was a few years after Washington School had closed. So you notice some Washington School names there at Seed School. So that's that's a change from our day. Students with perfect attendance for the second quarter. Congratulations on getting up every morning to Ashley Andrews, Adam Fox, John Allender, Julie Garner, Kylie Tate, Seth Bargen, and <laughs> I was going to read this, many others. So good attendance there going on at the school. Sports-wise, uh, former Red Hill High School star Tony Weston won the triple jump and finished second in the 60-yard high hurdles for Vincennes University's track team uh, in a meet up at Eastern Illinois. Any idea what the winner of a college track meet in the triple jump would be in 1992? I would think it's got to be, this is a complete 18 feet. I was going to say 15. I think it's way further than that. If you're going to jump, I, 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 I don't know what it is, but I, I think it's something like 32 feet, 39 feet, nine and a quarter. Oh, inches. So your first, your first jump counts. And yeah, distance? it counts as oh, okay. part of the, distance. I did not know that. I would have thought they measured from when you, well, wouldn't that be the same for everybody? 
the first well but that last jump. jumps what really right so it's where you land that is going to be the what an odd maker. sport <laughs> it is uh, okay, an sense. odd sport that i don't what percentage of the po- uh, population could actually do that like, i you know, i know like, one percent that couldn't i mean like less than that less than one tenth of one percent was the first say. couple of jumps of the triple was it just like you didn't, <laughs> you didn't have to like do anything skip. fancy right like you just like a skip yeah just like it's a like a long lead. skip <laughs> they should make you click your heels in one of them or something <laughs> i think on february 11th we got us first got the track and do a triple, do a triple <laughs> like okay weston did 30 30- <laughs> Weston did over 39 feet. Like, what do you think my triple jump would be? <laughs> you wouldn't make it to the second. I, I'd, I'd be five. Five, maybe. <laughs> There's like, no way any of us make it to the second. Like, because you have a mark where you have to get to on your, like, your first jump has to get to a certain point. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't, I guess if you don't make it to that first point, I you scratch. I guarantee you. <laughs> I wouldn't make it to the sand. There's no way I make it to the pit. There's no way I make it to the second. <laughs> if, if that's true, there's no way I make it to that second mark. David's got the only chance. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee you I've got the worst. I got the worst jumping ability. The oh, my goodness. That would be ugly. Um, so Indian wrestlers defeat the Salukis is the headline. Let's run down Ooh. real quick. Lawrenceville wins 42-27. Bill Rinker at 103 pounds. He won by forfeit. Seth Hessler, he loses by pin at 112. Eric Andrews gets pinned at 119. Jeremy Hackman won by forfeit at 125. Jason, Jackman. What's that? Jeremy Jackman, not Hackman. Is that what I, it says? Jackman? Is that not what I said? All right. You said Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got that triple jump on my mind. Jeremy Hackman, excellent at the pegboard. Yeah. If we've not discussed that before, all time great on the pegboard. Uh, 130 pounds. Jason Edwards wins by forfeit. So we're really good at the forfeits. Uh, <laughs> and then Dan Stanesk, you got to win at 135. Dennis Short got to win at 140. Where he pinned Tyler Kirkwood. So we're starting to come on here. Um, juniors. Then Craig Piper loses. Uh, Stacy Holzkamper loses. Matt Schrader loses. Jeez. Tony Fiscus unfortunately lost. Um, How we scored twenty seven? Right. Come on, Fit. Come on, Phipps. Bring it home. <laughs> Ryan Brown uh, loses, and uh, at heavyweight, he had to make a pin. Come on, Phipps. Dan Gillespie defeats John Phipps eleven to eight. Dan Gillespie was good. So now, obviously, a very because those I, I named some really good wrestlers for Red Hill there. So we had um, two wins and two forfeits. Lawrenceville was uh, was Phipps okay. got hot at the end of the year, and I think won. I think he got. I think he won the regional. Oh damn. May at, at heavyweight. I know. We, I I think he went advanced to the sectional. I may be wrong there. I have to look it up. They're stretching this hoop shoot, uh, stretching it out as much as they can. We got the picture of the boys um, in that picture, so they're getting space, getting a lot of coverage on that. Um, in uh, the uh, kind of the social news, they had a like a writing contest, and and this I'm going to see who sponsored it here, but. Melissa Greenlee dominates this contest. 
Melissa Greenlee of Bridgeport um, won first, second, and third in a writing wow. contest using fiction and nonfiction articles. The name of the nonfiction article was Favorite Relatives and Memories. So I don't know if she did. I'd like to read that. I don't know if she did three yeah, and just yeah. completely dominated, <laughs> or it, maybe she was the only entry. I'm, I'm not sure. And they don't really say where... Uh, uh, who sponsored it or anything, but it was, so it wasn't the, so this isn't the modern woodman's, um, association or whatever. I have no answer on that. There's <laughs> yes. no information. That's the thing that I, yeah, that was always a big deal. Who would win the modern woodman's writing contest? Well, that, that has to be, I mean, how many writing contests? I don't know. <laughs> now here's something. A landmark was torn down. The old ice plant an old landmark of Bridgeport has been turned, uh, torn down. This is in the Bridgeport social news. Um, so there's really not much information. Where would that have been? The old ice plant. I, 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 I'm guessing it was by the railroad tracks. That's where I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So um, anybody has any ice plant uh, memories, make sure make sure you let us know. Post those in the comments, please. Yeah, throw that in there. Um couple other things. Um, Ch Chansey was busy. Todd Paddock, Fern Paddock, they went uh, were in Sumner Wednesday and had lunch with uh, Fern. Um, Todd did. The, uh, Dave and Jenny Polly called on Harold and Geneva Loniker, Long, Long, Longnecker. Um, so that's fun. Uh, lots of good Kings ads. Um, washers and dryers hot. Of course, this is January. It's time to, time to buy your... Is it? Great time to buy your appliances after the holidays. I was going to say, that was always a big uh, appliance. Lots of See, big, I would think, hold on of, now, I would think January, the new models are out, and it's you, <laughs> this one, they're most, the most expensive. I don't know, but it's hot. I mean, there's ads everywhere for... Because uh, um, they're not selling any. They're John Lawson... A lot of that. <laughs> John Lawson got out of the hospital. Still amazes me now when you look back that they put who was in and out of the hospital um, in the newspaper. And last thing, Red Hill Junior High straight-A students got their picture in the paper. I'm going to run down through those real quick. Elizabeth Thawney, Michelle Rucker, Melissa Greenlee are the Hold on, hold what? on. we got to give proper credit. Chip, what's the name? <laughs> Elizabeth Tony. Yes. Does it have an H in it? Yeah. It's supposed to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like don't Al. <laughs> Okay. All right, Elizabeth Tony, Michelle Rucker, Melissa Greenley, who coming off that victory in the writing contest. Uh, seventh graders, Hans Buchanan, Zach Buchanan, J.D. Clark, Melinda Cunningham, Evan Hawkins, Jamie McLean, Jana McNeil, Trina Mushrush, Julia Parrott, Eric Warren, and Abby York, eighth grade. Lots of straight-A students. And that is going to do it. Um, for the Wednesday guy died. Um, he was out of Lexington, Kentucky. His name was Kermit. I don't think you see that often mm -mm. real quick. We'll go down. Uh, let's run through the top five songs in America. Finally by CC Peniston, black or white by Michael Jackson. This song, which, um, is one of my favorites from both of these guys. Oop, wrong one. Make sure we have the right one here. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. I can't find. I just love that one. 
He introduces Elton John. Number two, Can't Let Go by Mariah. Is it Carrie? I think. (laughs) (laughs) And the number one song in the country. Not that. Dang it, Brino. Come on. Here we go. All for Love. Cover Me Bad. Oh, wow. These guys were huge in 91, 93. Uh, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard anything from them in a long time. Who had the guy from Millie Vendilly, the guy yep. that plays the saxophone, George Michael, and yep, somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for Thursday. Who's got Friday? I got Friday. We're going to start off with a Pizza House commercial. Just call nine four five seven one seven six. Not currently. This is yeah. <laughs> now you dial nine four five. Food. But back in the day, we called seven one seven six quite often. They got a Super Bowl Sunday special running, an eighteen inch and a two liter. Going to set you back twelve bucks, guys. That's a great yeah. deal for a Super Bowl Sunday. Uh huh. On the cover of the daily record on Friday the twenty fourth, Bridgeport's own Rob Shoulders. I uh, was on the front page. He was at the BMV filling out paperwork to renew his driver's license. Why is this big news? Because the state of Illinois was cutting jobs at the branch, at branches all over the state, but no layoffs yet in our facility yet. And uh, hopefully they didn't have any. Um, of course, we just had the one driver's facility down there by the Ambra River in uh, Lawrenceville. I'd like to hear that conversation when that newspaper guy looks like Ray Cronin walked in there and said, hey, Rob, is there any chance I could take your picture doing some business here? <laughs> Rob allowed it. Uh, Lawrence County Courthouse News. Unfortunately, 18-year-old Stanley Weiss II was fined $66 and uh, he had 30 days court supervision for failure to reduce speed to avoid an accident on Ooh. December 13th. At Red Hill High School, Ooh. or near Red Hill High School. Okay, probably gun so, in his engine. Dave, do you have? Do you, I don't remember that necessarily happening. Do you have any recollection of Stanley's uh, car crash there at old, right at Red Hill High School? No, not at all. Cole House Video is running a quarter page ad for Naked Gun Two and a Half: The Smell of Fear. Yes. Oh wow! The Bridgeport American Legion is going to be hosting Super Bowl Sunday. It's going to have food and games on the big screen. I bet that was fun. I bet you know back. That was in like 92, thirty-two inches. I bet. Right. You think <laughs> they weighed about two thousand pounds? <laughs> big block. <laughs> They're also uh, moose members are welcome. So the Legion's welcoming our our, our moose members to come in uh, for Super Bowl ninety-two. Super Bowl would have been whom? Uh, Oh, the Bills and the I was going to say, bro, almost definitely the Bills. Bills and Cowboys. Oh, yeah, is that yeah. the Leon no, this game? Is, no, no, no. And I'll have coverage. Of, this is the Redskins. Oh, Redskins. oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And um, yeah, this Bills is covered in my... 90, we're in 93. Right. I watched that game at Wayne Stein Perry's house. Well, we got in the Carmi White County Invitational Tournament. Red no, Bills I did. Face... No, I did. That was the wrong, uh, that was the yeah. wrong Redskins Super Bowl. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> in the car... <laughs> In the Carmine Tournament, Red Hill uh, faces the host Carmine at 8 p.m. for the right to face either Fairfield or NCOE in Saturday's championship game. So a lot of people are probably heading down to Carmine tonight to watch Red Hill face Carmine. Boy, I, I don't know what uh, what a tough place to play. That's just a really tough place to play. I'm not going to spoil a, anything, a, but, man, a, it was tough to play there. On a side note, uh, Red Hill is 
number one in the uh, tri-state top 10 going into this game. Really? Oh, on, wow. Uh, channel, channel 14. It was, uh, they were the, they were the high, there was highlights of the game on Channel 14 that night after, after we got home. 15, okay. 15 game in a row winning streak too. We'll see how they do here in just a little bit. Pops Red Pizza Hills. was at 12, 16 and a half state street. So 12, 15 state street is where new leaf is at. So, okay. So it's right there. It was either. Oh, yeah. it was okay. Either, yeah. Oh, okay. Right That's, across. Okay. The street. Yes, it was. Yeah. So 12, 15 would have been on the other side. Yeah. And it's abandoned now. I don't think anybody's in there, but okay. I definitely remember. So that it would now. be yeah. on like, that would have been like probably on the back side of where that Chinese restaurant is. Right. Yeah. 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 Down that right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Red Hill Junior High uh, swept Vincent's Reveille in action uh, last night at home Good. in Sumner. Take that. Seventh grade is now 16-0 and with a 54-14 victory over Reveille. Jared Bryan led the way with 16, Ben Beard 10, Brandon Tully 8, Matt Brashear and John Green had 6, Clay Simmons 4, Billy Gray, Kevin Moore, Kurt Simmons, and Brandon Th- Thacker. I think it's what, is that right? Brandon Thacker? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, two points. The eighth grade. So they didn't get eight, nine. Didn't get the old a, Indiana screwing, I guess. No, it was, it was in Sumner. Oh, so the well, there's why. The eighth grade improved to eight nine with a fifty five twenty four win. Jeremy Marinholtz led the way with fifteen. Junior high Slukies host the sixteen and zero Parkview Braves Ooh. on Tuesday. Tough. That might have been the game I went to. If I was going to go to a game, that would have been the one yeah. I'd go to. Uh, and lastly, in junior high girls action, the ladies Lukey swept Fairfield. The now eleven and zero seventh grade team won forty one to twenty seven behind Melinda Cunningham's twenty two points. Melinda also also scored twenty two in the eighth grade game. So Melinda yeah. playing double duty awesome. that night. No quarters. So I can't remember stretching. the rules back then. Could you want how many quarters could you play in the seventh grade game to be able to play in the eighth? I'm not grade sure what the Southern Illinois. I know what the IESA, but we weren't in the IESA then, so I'm not sure what the Southern uh, Illinois I, rules. I, it appears then. none. I mean, right? Well, yeah, but Melinda could have had twenty. Well, that's and, true. Right, played two in one game and two in the other game. Yeah. And got twenty-two in each. They scored twenty-two in the eighth grade game as the eighth graders took the thirty-six to thirty victory over. Fairfield. Now that's going to close out Friday night's action and uh, newspaper for me. So. We're going to move on now to Sunday, I guess. Actually, right? yes. before Chip does Sunday, I'll get into the top movies of the week. Okay, okay let's do. do that. I like yeah, that. Slow, slow week at the box office, but uh, I'll go over the top ten movies. Uh, some of these I don't remember at all. Yeah. Um, number ten, we got Juice. Ooh, um, okay. Number nine, we got Free Jack. Oh, yeah. Number Bring eight, Beauty and the Beast. I all remember that one. Great movie. That, Huge. It's looks like it's at the end of its run. It's it's gross close to a hundred million dollars overall, but uh wow. down to down to a gross of three point two uh million that week. Uh the Prince of Tides, uh Nick Nolte and Barbara Streisand. Never saw it. Um is number seven. Uh I don't know if I did I don't know if I did or not. Uh Never JFK will. with Kevin Costner. Uh, saw it. Look look at looks like at the end of its run as well, but it's number six for the week. Uh Hook, which I believe had Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Robin yeah. Williams, yeah. Uh, Julia Roberts played uh, Tinkerbell, I believe. Uh, 103 million overall gross, uh, kind of at the end of its run as well. Looks like 3.5 million for the for the week of uh, January 20th. Grand Canyon, which looks like kind of a I don't know that one. Steve Martin's in it. 
looks like a bunch of looks like a kind of a serious like kind of like an ensemble cast got one of those types of movies Uh, it was number four for the week steve martin back father of the bride number three seen that seen seen that oh i saw that (laughs) uh fried green tomatoes uh number two looks like it's just at the start of its run um and then I remember seeing this with you guys probably at the at the uh, show place three in Vincennes. Number one movie for the week, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Ooh, that oh, was, I, I saw that. that. Awesome. Yeah. Rebecca yeah. Rebecca De Mornay. Yes. Kind of a yep. as a psycho babysitter. Um, kind of surprised that that was a Walt Disney movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no idea. Or the distributor was Walt Disney. Okay. You know what? I think yeah. I did see Grand Canyon now that I just pulled it up. Danny Glover and Kevin Klein as well. Oh, yeah, it's star stuff. Mary McConnell. So uh, from yeah, the same that's... producers of The Big Chill, and the, the cover of the, the movie looks very similar to The Big Chill. But uh, that wraps up the movies for the week. All right. All right. Chip, take us home. So oh, let's... My white... I don't know where he's starting, but this is... Yeah, we're um, we're going to go through the Sunday... Uh, Vincent Sun commercial here and let's see so I'm going to start I'm going to kind of go through pretty quick uh, as I would on that because there's no Saturday paper so I mean of course you have the Evansville paper but um, there's people that probably have no idea what happened on Friday down at Carbine until they get their Sunday paper so wonder what uh, happened well let's so let's just quickly go through there of course they're still raising funds for the bridge in St. Francisville I get that story again unless they called uh, Waco and said who won a Red Hill game <laughs> yeah, I, i've done that before You've done that before <laughs> uh, let's just flip right to the sports page here um i looked through these pages the other day there wasn't anything i really want to go over i want to get to yeah. the sports okay so uh we're just going to start from the beginning of the sports page we do have the uh uh super bowl coming up this weekend this was back when it was the fi- last saturday in january we got the redskins against the buffalo bills um this was i was still a washington redskins fan back then so this was a big weekend for me fantastic washington team one of the all-time greats so uh but yeah that super bowl is coming up and we i guess since we don't have anybody for the following monday we will not know who won that (laughs) super bowl (laughs) um, between washington and buffalo uh you talk about one of the all-time great football teams that did not get a super bowl win that Buffalo team was. Uh, oh yeah, they were all awesome, in a row. But, yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy? All right, so, so I know we got some Red Hill news coming up later in the. So uh, David Staver did a little Super Bowl. Um, his view from the easy chair was about the Super Bowl and about Mark Rippon and his great season that he had. Um, I'll be honest. I never liked it when David Staver went national with his stories. I mean, I'm sure it's a great story, but like. If I if I open the paper on a Sunday, I'm a little disappointed. This isn't a story about Red Hill or Lawrenceville or Vincennes uh, League or something it's a, like that. It's a flex a little bit. Dave <laughs> yeah. Dave's showing you he's in tune, but he but he does know that you know the Super Bowl is um, where um, you know what everybody's worried about that or thinking about that day. So he was writing for that audience. So let's continue. We're not going to read the Mark Rippon article there. So uh, we got some NBA news going on and still not where I want to be. Let's keep going here. Uh, Of course, more Super Bowl coverage, a whole page devoted to Super Bowl records and so forth. 
And so let's get to some wrestling news. I know everybody's waiting for the um, pro or amateur. What are we doing here? <laughs> this is some amateur wrestling. Yeah, um, that stuff's fake. Uh, there, uh, there was a JV tournament at Red Hill. Was all it was. There's no. It's more North Knox. North Knox sit in the sit in the report. So it's how they did. But so I'm not even sure about that. So let's keep going through here. We're almost to where we where we need to be. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here's what everybody's been waiting for. Uh, who won so this tournament? Game, we have two games to cover because Red Hill did play on Friday, and then the championship round would be on Saturday. So let's start with the Friday night game that we hyped earlier against Carmi. We come in with a 15-game winning streak. This is the tri-state game of the night, as David talked about. Um, Red Hill comes in with a 15-game winning streak, and um, – Kind of the article does a nice job talking back to how we played how a couple years earlier, a few years earlier, a great game where Eric Holtz at the half court shot. But the losing streak has been snapped and in convincing fashion. Carmi, who was in seventh place in the NEC at that time, I mean, the only team below Carmi was Lawrenceville um, in the NEC standings. Um, but we went down to Carmi to their gym, not an easy place to play, Never. as we've talked about. And lost by 15 in that one. Mm. Uh, it was pretty close throughout. They outscored us in the second. That it was uh, we're down 26, 23 at half, but then they outscored us 35 to 24 in the second half. So um, it was as we talked about, it's the longest uh, winning streak in school history uh, at Bridgeport Township High School. They did win 17 in a row in 1960. So I mean, but uh, some Coach Kendall quotes: "A 15 game winning streak is not." A 15-game winning streak is not that big of a deal. No. Uh, I love Fred. The, the I dis- love Fred. The, the disenchanted Fred Kendall, whose team has suffered its first loss since the opening game, as we talked about, he says it doesn't matter if it's 15, 20, or 30. You're supposed to show up. We had five individuals out there with no idea what they were doing. Oh, man. <laughs> we did. We did about- from, from the you can't say that in 2023 file. <laughs> yes. We did about everything on defense you're not supposed to do. And then and then Carmi did everything right. They shot 70% from the field. Yeah. Uh, they held geez. the ball for long wow. stretches of time. I mean, they, they were well coached. had their way. They're, yeah. very, they're very well coached. And it, as you said, it was always a tough game down there. I. We won, we beat them down there in the regular season matchup. I, I don't know if it was before or after this, but it was only it was low scoring. Like yeah, it was after 40, that for sure. like forty one thirty seven something you know something like that. Voodoo. Yeah. They brought that McLeansboro voodoo basketball. And I'll tell you, just, what they just were from playing there the next year. It would be, you know, whatever. It's fourth quarter, like it's thirty six to thirty, but whatever. The, yeah, it's low scoring, and just to sit there and just they passed the ball well, they screened well. It just felt like you were just chasing, and it just mm-hmm. get exhausting. You just foul because you were tired of, because mm-hmm. you're having, you weren't even coming close to like deflecting the ball or or getting a steal in the pass. I mean, nothing. It was just exhausting. They just they were really well coached. They were tough to, yeah. such a tough team, and obviously yeah. tough to play down there for sure. Yeah, and, and Kendall said Karma is the seventh place team in our conference, so I don't know where we're headed. Uh, <laughs> we might be heading to the bottom <laughs> of the conference. It's kind of. Like, um, for 32 minutes, and then Brad Lee, who uh, McLeansboro grad, who did a great job in his stint at Carmi, uh, for 32 minutes, this is the best we had played. We shot very well tonight. 
Um, but we shoot about 50% every game. The kids realize what they can shoot. We're patient offense to keep ourselves in games. Uh, D Holloway, junior D Holloway did lead the team with 19 points. And uh, McCullough only took five shots on the night and finished with eight points. So oh, wow. it looks like the game plan was to had, shut down McCullough. Been, and That had to have been his worst game of the year. Yeah. Um, uh, Chip, who were their leading scorers? Okay, for so these are familiar names from our Red Hill fan days. Um, and some guys you would probably you would that you would definitely play against the next year. So Chris Myers led the way up oh, the yeah. with 18 points, a big old a big rival of David King on the football field, I believe. Mm. I'm pretty sure uh, I remember just sc- screaming at him. Oh, yeah. I Maybe before <laughs> this game. I don't know if it was this game or not. Yeah, sure I remember I where I was sitting when we were screaming at him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we screamed, I don't know if we screamed at him. I'm sure we did a little bit. Junior year, we really let him have it. <laughs> we, got, we got we we got beaten the first. I think we got beaten the first round of the tournament that year. Uh, okay, and then so, but we kept going down. We went down there for the rest of the games and yeah. Little, but yeah, he was big. He was he was big. He sliced your chin open, didn't he? No, that was a. Uh, oh. oh, that's uh, who I was thinking. Pat, sliced Pat the chin. Mahon. Yeah. Pat Mahon. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, another familiar Brian Ursery, of course, very familiar name, 14 points. Um, San J. Lewis, 14 yeah, points. Yeah. San J. Lewis would have been on that. Todd team, McCall. Yeah. I think McCall, we would yell at him some too. <laughs> um, eight yeah. points. How was that team? That tells you how tough the NEC was. This yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. This is a good basketball team, yeah. and they were next to last in the conference. So, um, so kind of disappointing. We really, you know, the CIT is a very prestigious tournament, especially back then. The the talent that would come through there, yeah. D one talent that would come through yeah. there. And um, I think still so, going on today. Any idea? It yeah. was in recent years, yeah. but I'm not sure if it still is or once, not. Once, yeah, once the NEC dissolved, then yeah, don't fall Carmine too much again anymore. I guess. So we do got to come back on uh, Saturday night for the third place game. And we're going to play NCOE, who we play them often in this tournament. And they had some, this was their heyday of basketball, had some great teams in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, so, I mean, we're going to kind of find out where we're at, you know, are we going to you know, just fold up because we, we, we're we not playing the championship? Or are we going to come out fired up, ready to turn this thing around? And Red Hill did win the third place trophy in convincing fashion on that Saturday evening, 57 to 40, um, outscored. North City 1915 19 to 5 in the third quarter um and limited the NCOE to one of 10 shooting that was the difference the Kindle quotes is what we're really waiting for here yeah. we played much more aggressively on defense tonight they weren't executing on defense in the first half but they did real well in the second half um Holloway got in a little foul trouble in the third quarter which did concern Kindle um he said I really thought we were in trouble but Brian Brian Havel, McCullough, Bobby Stevens picked up defensively, and Robbie and Eric, which uh, Waller and Mosby, really got out and pressured the passing lanes. And uh, I guess Mill, a lot of their great players are graduated, so I guess Millhorn was their best player, and Mitz Darfer held them to one, one 12 shooting. Uh, let's get to the final Kindle quotes to wrap this up. Um, Stevens was benched this game. Did not start for the first time this season. He, uh, Bobby had went scoreless the night before against Carmine. And here's what Coach Kendall said about that. When, oh, you know, asked oh the post game press conference, why did you bench Bob Stevens tonight? Uh, Kendall replied, I was not kind with him after oh, Friday's shit. game. Ouch. Tonight, Bobby got us out of the break with some rebounds. He played a super second half from the standpoint of rebounding and passing. Um, 
Kindle finished up with, I really felt they were a better team than Carmi, but Carmi's playing real well right now, and they play better defense. North City is def- definitely has better athletes. And then, I, have a, I have a feeling that Bobby might have PTSD just in the Carmi <laughs> locker room. The next, <laughs> the next year, he was not kind to Bobby in the locker room. Uh, in the game that we were winning, at, like by 15 at halftime, I still, that's, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, go back and, and listen to the Fred Kendall episodes in the archives. It just, that episode was a tremendous episode of this that. podcast. So, yeah. so just to go through the score of that third place game, McCullough led the way with 18, Bobby Stevens with 10, Brian Havel 9, D. Holloway 8, Rob Waller 7, Eric Mosby 5, and Alan Stoltz played but did not score. How many, how many shots did McCullough get off in this game? McCullough got eight shots off, but very efficient. Yeah. Six okay. and eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so I, yes. uh, still my favorite stat of his from that year, exactly 50 from 100 from, uh, yeah, that's awesome. From a uh, three point range. And then, uh, Lawrenceville continues to struggle. I'll put that. They stay at the yeah. bottom. Well, this is a non-conference game, but they were beat by Robinson yeah. and my good friend, Kevin Newell put 20 yeah. points on the Lawrenceville Indians, oh, but better little, days are ahead. Chipped on, a little, chipped on a little dagger at Lawrenceville. <laughs> little, uh, little side note from the, uh, the championship game of that Carmi tournament. Unfortunately, yeah. we, we saw uh, Kylie Waltney, what he was capable of in late game situations, which would uh, yeah. come back to, would come back to bite us in a, in a month and a, in a month or so. In the I still can't get over how, what happened to Kylie in those, in that, State tournament got the yips. Oh, that that <laughs> was God, weird. That's just a yeah. crazy story. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we looked was, up on the was, during that. I mean, it was I forget it, it was, was real. It, was it free throws or just free throws? Like yeah, um, yeah. Started like, in the super sectional, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Like, between the super sectional state, he was like one for fifteen at the free throw line yeah. or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. we talked. Ooh. Yeah, we've talked about that. That's, we lost yeah. that. That's weird. Yeah. So um, and just they've act, so since David mentioned it so. Fairfield did win that tournament 47 to 46. Ooh. Uh Gwaltney MVP. I think he hit two free throws right at the end of the game, but he had he hit a he came down to hit a three, then stole an inbound pass and dunked it. I mean, they they made a furious. Yeah, I completely forgot about the whole scenario, but now that you're saying yeah. that was that was incredible watching yeah. that. So oh, yeah. Um yeah, connected for a three-pointer and stole the ball and scored again. That might be the dunk that you're talking about. They yeah. uh Carmi regained the lead with the basket, got the ball back to the steal. Fairfield stole the ball back, however, saying a final chance. Gwaltney missed for the mules, but Murphy, Eric Murphy rebounded and was fouled in the act of shooting. Oh, so, so Murphy hit Murphy hit the free throw. Okay. I guess the free yeah. So okay. Gwaltney had 32 of their 47. So okay. And then wow. final thing, there is a little bit of lady Salukis. I never liked the I like just call them the Red Hill Salukis. Busy I guess they're, busy week for the Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, we had gotten McLeansboro on the schedule back when Mandy was playing because we had a pretty weak. So we were trying to toughen up the schedule. Mandy mentioned the McLeansboro. So they're still on our schedule from when we added them back in the late eighties, um, early or not 89 or 90. Uh, so McLeansboro did beat Red Hill 37 to 30 that weekend. And uh, Tracy Gray led the way at 15, Aaron Brown, 90 and Thacker four, Dina Hayes, two, Tammy Hardesty played. But did not score. And that is the Vincent Sun commercial Man, for Sunday. I tell you, I, I'm looking at this paper right now, and I know newspapers are kind of going away, um, except for maybe, you know, big national and the local papers aren't what they used to be. What a sports section. 
Yeah. My goodness. I mean, there is every Super Bowl information that you want yeah. going into the game. Tons and tons of detail, not just a blurb, detailed local sports coverage. Mm-hmm. Wow. I It's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things that is, you know, just kind of going away at this point. I, mean, I, I guess you could I, say I wish, it's replaced I wish, yeah, by. The, I, I wish we had the coverage. You know, I understand the newspapers. Okay. It's going away. Everything's going online. I wish we had it online. Right, yeah, I was going to say, uh, that's the yeah, argument. They don't you do this find, good, no, yeah. they go to online, but they don't do this type of coverage yeah, exactly. online. And exactly. there's so much. And, and the great thing about this, for the most part, I mean, Staver's got his column, but this is objective reporting. They're, they're yeah. just telling you, you know, so much stuff online has an opinion on it. And, well, sure, and yep. sure. this yeah. is just, just objective reporting. Journalism. It's so yeah. good. My goodness. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that. So uh, next show um, probably won't be until we're live um, at at the high school because yeah, we're going to do we're going to record two shows that day. Yeah, so um, so we'll probably won't have a show again, but then we'll get up a couple of shows very quickly in February, and we'll keep up on our our two per month. Um, as you heard during this show, this show is sponsored by Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, the People's State Bank. Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, and of course, the Andrews Insurance Agency. Let them know that you heard about them on this podcast. If you don't mind, give us a, a good review and, and hit the subscribe button. That lets our advertisers know that, that you are listening. Numbers are, are good. Chip, you got your wish. The Meet the Host Chip Jamerson epi- episode shooting up the ranks. <laughs> so, uh, I uh, Yeah, I am. Uh... I've been out there advertising it, hyping it up, trying to get. So I'm not the bottom of the. Um, no, you're the, you're you're doing your episodes doing very well, and then has and, your has your kiddos have they listened to it yet? They have not listened to it yet. Yeah. No, they probably wouldn't be as interested right now. So, know, but, right. <laughs> um, but my mom has listened to it twice, so she really oh, liked it. And you guys did a really nice job with it. So I thank appreciate you. that. Well, it was easy when you got uh, got a good subject to to do it on. Um, and go back in the archives and listen to meet the host David King. Dave, are you wearing a sport coat? Me? Yeah. No. What do you kind of jacket you got on? Oh, okay. Like, yeah. It's like a house jacket. Oh, you really dressed up? Okay, I got you. No. <laughs> a house jacket. That's dude, Dave. Golly. <laughs> are you sitting in your study? Uh, <laughs> I guess. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, go back in the archives. Meet the host Gary Emmons. Meet the host David King. Someday here soon we'll do meet the host me. Um, if anybody's interested in that, but good times, good times. That was the week that was in January of 1992. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, final thoughts, Chip Jamerson. That 92, great, uh, great time and fun episode. So yeah, great Red Hill basketball back then. Now, Brian, you said you would have been in Idaho back then. I was. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. So, um, I'm glad you got to kind of experience that with us yeah. today since you weren't with us at all those games. Yeah. We'll say is that from a Red Hill fans perspective, Carmite, Carmite tournament week was probably my favorite. Yeah. It was one great. of my favorites of the, of the year, multiple long road trips, um, <laughs> going out to eat several times yeah. during yeah. the week, lots of music yeah. there and back oh, yeah. laughs. Oh. It, was, I, oh, it was my favorite week of the season. Yeah. I'm assuming it's probably the only week that we all drove to a, a game in the same week. Uh, we all took it. I think we took turns. Yeah. We take it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody would take yeah. a chance to yeah. take their turn. Yeah. Uh, on behalf of Chip Jamerson, David King, Gary Emmons, I'm Brian Emmons. It's always fun to look back 
at everything Red Hill, Bridgeport, Sumner, and the entire area. We appreciate you listening to the old school Red Hill podcast. Let's go white. <laughs> Let's go white. Dave, you might as well do it too. White. We are Red Hill.